Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. So you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jim Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's who? It's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. the wrestling one. Ooh, yeah. We're back. Game Rage. Wrestling. Episode six. We have an interesting show for you guys tonight. As always, I'm Josh. I'm here with Adam. What is up, my mammals? And I'm <laughs> here with Frank as well. The fuck was that? I don't know. I saw a girl say it in a video and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh, you know what's funny? I didn't even plug my microphone in. Uh, that, that, I was like, no wonder I can't hear myself. I was like, that's yeah, now we over. You know what's funny? You can still hear me. I'm because you're still fucking loud. Yeah. All right. You know what? I think that's fine. I think yeah. it's okay. All right. Now let's start over. All right. <clears throat> well, what do you mean start over? You know, oh, the whole thing. Well, then I'll just delete it. Then. Do I'm just doing it. All right. Fine. Oh, okay. All right. So. We'll <clears throat> take. Oh, yeah. Better yet, since this is the wrestling podcast. Ooh, yeah. The cream always rises to the top. Uh, It's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast, as you just heard. Episode number six. As always, I'm Josh. I'm here with Adam. Howdy. I'm here with Frank. I don't know, man. If I can go back to the Yeah, do the the original thing. (laughs) Okay. What uh, is up, my mammals? Yeah, what is up, my mammals? I mean, that, that, was, needs, to be, that needs to be a new catchphrase. That's, you know what? We're getting a shirt. We're making a shirt. No, it's going to be on Pro Wrestling Tees. I got, got it from a, a TikTok video. Oh. Too bad, and now it's ours. That's true. It wait, wait. Now, now we're co-opting it. Yeah, did they copyright it? Is there a shirt? Because no, no, if, no. if we make the shirt, then that means we own yeah, it. Yeah, just be exactly like the WWE, where we co-op phrases. Yeah. And then just, and just, and just make sure. Yeah, yeah make sure. I, would, I, yeah. I thought that was our business plan the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. Why have we not done that yet? Fuck. It's not that dog. I can't believe it, dude. The whole, the whole, the whole NXT. What's so fucking mean? It was just like mean phrases that were just put on, put on things, put, put on over wrestlers. Oh man, it it was AIDS. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh, I agree with you. It was fucking terrible. Okay, so that's the topic that we're gonna bring up, obviously, right now. The Tuesday Night War. The fucking, the, the, the thing that they're trying, they got us, they sucked us fucking in because we were supposed to be getting a repeat of the Monday Night Wars. This was supposed to be this big deal. And it really, it was fucking bullshit the whole time. I, yeah, NXT, now granted, I, I do not generally watch NXT like that. I don't really watch 
you know, I, I watch the highlights. You know, I kind of like just stay apprised of what's going on. Same thing with the regular WWE programming, just because there's so fucking much of it. I don't have time to watch 18 fucking hours of wrestling a week. Did they specifically make NXT a two-hour program for this? For you know, for this specifically, or, uh, that, now, or, I, did, or did it get extended? I think they extended it a while back. Okay, because wasn't wasn't something. There was a time of when I think when when AEW first came out, that's when they changed it to two hours because they were claimed. And the reason they did that, I feel like, was because they were throwing a direct shot at them, saying, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna up our game on this because you're competing with our minor leagues. You're not competing with our like main main shit," which is which to me is fucking straight insulting. But I mean, it's a baller move, you know. At the end of at the end of it, but yeah, that NXT show was fucking not good. In my, it was very boring. It was, I don't know if it was because of the smaller fucking crowd, because that kind of maybe played into it a little bit too. Like, it, I mean, the crowd was good, but it was like, man, you're in like this rinky dink small fucking uh, yeah, what, that performance part, center. That, that part doesn't matter to me. I, I don't know, but I felt like that kind of fucked fucked me a little bit. But um, the main the main thing was the content of the show, right? That was the main issue, and I mean, literally, so. The what? Do you know who started the first shot and like the Monday Night Wars? Uh, between WCW and WWF back in the day. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it was probably WCW. Yeah, nice show. Yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to figure out what the ratings were for the original episode. Oh, the first showings between the two. But this thing just uh, does a like uh, it does it by like a one to five scale. Oh. So it gave Nitro two point five. Yeah. But when Raw when Raw entered into it in nineteen ninety five, Raw beat it by point one point. So well, point five two point. Does, does it show what it was in like nineteen ninety seven ish or nineteen ninety seven? It breaks it down by year and months. And oh, so ninety seven. Let's see, ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety five. Do you like? It's, right, say it's, like, it's already great. June or July '97. That's a good. That's a good portion to look at. Um, but the ratings. While, while Frank's looking that up, the, the ratings for the AEW versus the it's NXT. 97, right? Yeah, '97, like June or July. Because that was when the NWO angle first, I think, took effect. It was June or July? Because it was Bash at the Beach '90. So six, uh, 06, 02 of '97. Okay. Uh, fuck, Nitro whooped Raw's ass. It was 3.3 to 2.5. Damn, that's a lot. And, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, and then they consecutively beat Raw for 83 weeks. That's why... Except for the popcorn around the world. The McFoley one? Raw (coughs) Raw had a 4.1 while Nitro didn't even get registered. Yeah. Because everyone left Nitro to watch that. Well, yeah, because they gave it away at the beginning. And they said that, oh, McFoley fucking wins. Oh, who's going to tune in and watch that? And then everyone, everyone wanted to see McFoley with the title. Stone Cold came out. Well, they didn't say that part, but what they had said was that, oh, because what they used, to, what they had started doing was they would give away the results of Raw because Raw was taped and they were a live show. So what they would do is they would send someone to Raw to fucking, they'd pay for a ticket for them to go and then they'd get the results of the taping earlier in the day. And then when they went live at like fucking whatever, 6 p.m. Eastern time, they would fucking go on and they'd be like, because they, they undercut Raw, they would come on like 
two hours before or an hour and a half before or whatever. And so then they'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, we got fucking this. And they'd go through the results of, like, what happened on the show. They did this for, like, weeks to, like, steal viewers because people would go, oh, well, you don't know what's going to happen on our show. But if we tell you what's going to happen on that show, you're not going to click away and watch that, which is fucking genius. It's a tactical it's fucking, like fucking genius. Until that happened, and it did bite him in the ass because then... They, everybody's like, there's no way they put the dog McFoley. And they're like, oh, holy shit. And, yeah, because nobody believed that that was going to be something that actually happened, that McFoley would win the title on fucking Raw. And then, you know, obviously the, the pop for the world happened. But yeah, like that, that fucking bit him in the ass. But anyways... So the ratings for this NXT fucking thing versus AEW Dynamite were uh, 921,000 viewers uh, with four, about 396,000 in the adult 18 to 49 demographic for NXT. Dynamite got about 600,000 with, uh, funny, close enough to the same in the same demo. They got about, they got 346,000 in, the, in the, that demographic. So they were very close in the demographic, but overall, NXT obviously did a better a better job um and then this shows that nxt's ratings uh were basically 7.5 percent higher than the last <coughs> last week's show so the the name dropping that essentially took place during which which is basically that's what this whole show was the nxt show it was basically i mean it started out with cody rhodes coming out and obviously he was the fucking general what is it the special guest general manager or whatever the fuck they called it um the matches were, I felt like they were very subpar. Um, the Irish pub match was stupid as fuck. It was stupid as fuck. The Yugia Dragunov versus Dominic Mysterio match was boring. It was boring as fuck. Uh, I'm not really sure how that guy is NXT champion because that's like, and I, I stopped watching NXT, I think in like 2017 or 20, maybe, maybe it was a little bit further down. It was like when, yeah. whenever Aleister Black came into the fold and. Yeah. Sometime afterwards, like that's when I. That's that to me was like the peak. Peak of, NXT. Yeah, and uh, or rather one of the peaks of NXT. I'm not really seeing it, dude. I'm not really seeing NXT is uh quite quite up to par stuff for what they were previously. Yeah, and and honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's you just look at the the value of what we saw. If you take out. Obviously, your John Cena's, your fucking Cody Rhodes's, your fucking uh, who else was there? Fucking all the names. Paul, yeah, Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman. I mean, if you take if you take those names out, the show was was not even worth watching. I don't think. Uh, whereas, at least on AEW, you got to see the names wrestle. I mean, yeah, you got to see fucking uh, old Adam Copeland fucking come on board. Well, you got Brian to see his Anderson. first. Yeah, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson opened the show uh, with a match, and then you got to see. Oh, you got to see. Uh, it was uh, Ray Phoenix versus uh, uh, what's his name, Orange Cassidy for that international championship, which that was a pretty good match. Uh, Orange Cassidy fucking uh, ended up winning that, but that was cool to to see that. And then uh, there was another. I'm hazy on the full fucking card. Uh, I fast forwarded through the women the, the women's match because uh, oh, we didn't watch it. Yeah, I think yeah we just we just skipped it um, altogether. But I, you know, overall, the sh- the show of NXT was kind of the audience was yes definitely into it, but here at at home we were not. It was just very it was very flat. It was very kind of like just. 
I don't want to say that same old shit, but it kind of was like same old shit of like, this is the typical WWE formula. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we're going to go in. We're going to have somebody come out at the beginning and they're going to fucking have some announcement. And then we're going to go into a fucking uh, a whatever match. And then we're going to hit up with uh, some weird specialty match, which was uh, that stupid pub match or whatever. And then, oh, we're going to have a women's match thrown in there. And then, which I didn't even understand why they had the title match on the middle of the fucking show. Like, it wasn't the main goddamn event. Anytime that, at least in my opinion, anytime your main title <laughs> is being defended for any reason, regardless, that's got to fucking close the show. Unless you've got... A blood feud. Right, unless you've got some fucking... Et- but to be fair, in WrestleMania, it would have worked out better if Triple H and um, Randy Orton had their match and then Shawn Michaels and Undertaker had their match. No, 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 no. I see. Okay, look at WrestleMania 18, right? No, Rock and Hogan, the biggest fucking match of all time. No matter what anybody fucking says, Rock versus Hogan was the most anticipated. That was the marquee match. That was the fucking. That's what sold the pay per view. Was to, everybody wanted to see Rock versus Hogan, right? But Rock versus Hogan was not the main event because the Rock versus Hogan, nothing can be bigger than your fucking championship. Your champion has to be the biggest fucking thing. And the most important thing, unless, like I said, it's some freak thing where it's like you have some blood feud that has been years in the making that yeah, finally comes to a head. I get what you're saying. I agree with that. But in the terms of fucking, everybody was dead for that match, for the championship match. Yeah. Because fucking Taker and Shawn Michael stole the whole fucking show. Right. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're dead during the match or not. The, the booking formula is you cannot book your fucking absolute your champion that guy who's your champion is the is the face he's the fucking he is the best wrestler in your fucking promotion so you did not underbook I, him I, 100% I disagree i think now it's whatever draws the most mm-hmm. yeah maybe now that's what they're doing but that's why i don't think it's working i think that that's why it's that's why it's not it's it doesn't work because even that main event match was braun breaker Versus fucking because this was one step in that tournament, right? That's what I'm saying. But like you're saying that this fucking tournament is that match in the tournament. It's not even. It wasn't even the final match of the tournament. It was just a match of the tournament yeah. is more important than your champion defending but your draw, title. But the draw was well. The draw was the Cena. The draw was yeah, yeah. Cena. And, and see, that's the other thing. Why not go Cena and fucking Paul Heyman? In that fucking regard, take out Dominic fucking Mysterio, because that's clearly that's a throwaway fucking opponent. But again, you should your your champion shouldn't be wrestling mid card mid card fucking matches. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, I disagree because also you remember AEW All Out when they had the four fatal four way with Sammy Sammy uh, Darby oh, Allen and yeah, MJF. Yeah. Uh, that didn't go last. I think they probably should have. Right. Yeah. That's they had they had the Blackpool Combat Club versus yeah, uh, exactly the Elite. And yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know which one was better. I think maybe was in favor of the Fatal Four Way, which would I guess go to your point about having your championship go last. But also maybe it's also a thing about pay per views that because of the time slot or whatever, whenever they do it, like five or six. That sometimes you might need to have your championship go on at like eight thirty or nine, 
uh, Eastern Standard Time because people want to go to sleep. And they don't want to finish, like, the rest of the pay-per-view. Apparently, this isn't a rare event. This has happened a lot. What? Where the, the WWE title wasn't even... The yeah, that's event. what I'm saying. Now, no, that's what this past. has become. No, that's not true. In the past, the the overwhelming majority of the time... The, the, the SummerSlam when, 1994 happened. Okay, SummerSlam 1994. Yeah, it's 2006. Okay, so from 1994 to 2006, well, I can tell you that's not even true because there was Capital, one time. Capital Carnage 1998. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Sure. I'm. WrestleMania there are. Eight. The main event, the WWE Championship match between Ric Flair and Randy Savage was exceptional, and they were great candidates for the 14 main event WrestleMania 8. Both men were at the top of the game. The next four was Franco. So what was the main event then? That's what I was to All right. Well, either way, while he's saying that, there are instances, okay, for example, yeah, one time. Yeah, closed that WrestleMania for the seventh time. <clears throat> that was a Hulk Hogan match that closed out WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, and I'm not saying that, again, I did say that there are exceptions to that rule. There are times when there should be, there. if it's something that is just like oh, an yeah, absolute. Do you, you remember this? Rock bottom in your house? Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. 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 Cool. All those bottles in your house. Yeah. There are times when that should be a thing, when it should be the championship not going on last because this match is just so fucking important. It's just so whatever. But generally speaking, the overwhelming majority of the time in the past, from let's say the ruthless aggression era previous, it's all it's generally been where the main the, the main title or a title goes on last. And that's that closes the show. That title defense closes the show. There have been times during that era when it didn't happen. I'm not saying it's a 100% thing that should happen 100% of the time. I'm saying that should be the majority of the time is that you cannot make your title seem less important because that's what you're doing. You're saying that these two dickheads who aren't even champions are more important than this fucking title match. that was, And this wasn't even on a goddamn pay-per-view. What? This was on a fucking... This was basically on your on your fucking t- weekly t- television show, and you put on the the NXT Championship on in the middle of the show at the hour break. Yeah, which that's when people get up and start going to the bathroom. That's when people start doing shit during that hour break, or people start flippity flopping on channels. Like you put them on fucking during that time. Oh, that that was the other thing that pissed me off was like they had a fucking uh, match called the. Bibbidi bobbidi fucking. Oh, oh my god, yeah. I was like, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> the bibbidi bobbidi boo baby bang fucking battle royal. It's it like. Be, it won't be long until we have the the Reddit corner versus the Fortune corner. <laughs> the Mountain Dew Dark. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Great White's uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black fucking. Yeah, yeah. Mash Mash. Yeah, and so, and again, regardless of my my personal feelings, because, okay, and that's the other thing. Let me, let me just say that. I don't disagree with you, though. I think I if, if this. I don't disagree with you. I agree. For this instance. Yeah. If the NXT was the thing to see at NXT. It should have gone fucking last. Yeah. If you are, if you have, you've hyped this up now. This Tuesday night war, you you've been a part. The WWE has been a part of hyping this up, right? As being this whole fucking thing to try to attract AEW viewers and also maybe potentially people who don't watch fucking wrestling mm. to watch to get back into it. Oh man, hey guys, we're bringing back the fucking wars, man. This is going to be the best hottest time in wrestling. You should come back and watch. So somebody who hasn't watched maybe since the early two thousands. 
they're trying to maybe get them to come back and, and check it out. So by introducing them to, oh yeah, here's your champion coming out and wrestling in the middle of the fucking card. That's basically telling me that you don't give a shit about this guy as champion. And maybe uh, I, they don't. I remember lots of times where the championship belts were like, on regular days, like on Raw and SmackDown, which would just be random. Yeah, okay, the Intercontinental title, the European title, your mid-card titles can be defended whenever. And the, yeah, yeah, the tag teams as well. Tag teams, same thing. But generally speaking, your world champion, whatever your top title is in the thing, from my perspective, as as the mark that I fucking am. The mark. Like, I get what you're saying, and I would agree with you for main events or pay-per-views, but when it comes to, like, just regular, regular, regular not regular, regular is the wrong word, but... Like TV, the, regular the, the TV. Weekday, the weekday ones. Yeah. So, your I, don't week think, I don't think it matters. I think all that matters is to set up for the pay-per-views. However. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing was for this particular night. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, well, there's a caveat. The raised, oh, yeah. raised. The raised. They were higher, and that, and then I'm not also saying that the champion always has to go on last, regardless. But what I'm saying is, if that title is being defended, that, if they would that would have been a non-title match, you could put that any fucking where on the card because who gives a shit? It's not for the title. It doesn't really mean anything. But if you're introducing this to to an audience and you want them to see this and take it seriously, because now I'm telling you, like the way I look at it from my the wrestling psychology that I have in my brain, and I see them do that, I go, oh, well, they don't really believe in this fucking guy. That's what I, I agree with that completely, because they're saying that neither Dominic nor that Dragunov yeah. are main event material. Like, Right, and what's fucked is they're the, they're the mid-card, the top mid-card and the fucking top title holders of both of the, of that couple of NXT. They hold the two biggest titles in the company. Yeah. They wrestled each other for the for one of the titles and and it was in the middle of the fucking show. Which tells this, me this could have been a test bed for the future. Like, right. Just, yeah. Can these guys draw as the main event? Maybe, right. Maybe <laughs> and I don't know how like ratings work if it's over an extended period of time like it's 30 like it's you know viewers they capture what viewers watch from like a 30 minute yeah. period or Right. Whatever, but I think it's quarter hours. I think the quarter like at quarter hours I think is what they like oh, okay. base it on. But it would be a good test, dude, to see like this would be the show because there's no there are high stakes because they they made it so important. Yeah. But there's low stakes because it's just like any other show and it's not a pay per view. So they could have figured out like, hey, if we're really gonna push Dominic Mysterio as I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's actually going to be a top heel in the WWE. Let's find out if he can do that here. Yeah. A smaller sample. Right, yeah. That's 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 what NXT is. It's, the, it's as you said, it's the test bed for the WWE to see, hey, if a guy can do well here, then theoretically we maybe could just take that and, and expand it and make him do well in the full main roster, which is kind of, you know, what NXT's purpose has been. They're the quote-unquote the minor leagues, right? That's kind of what they are. Um, but I don't think that... And and maybe and maybe I don't maybe I'm not understand maybe I don't see something I don't work there so maybe I don't I'm not there's something I'm not seeing where why that has changed over the years and it could be maybe it's because I don't know how streaming works because I know pay per views in terms of at least for the WWE aren't that money is not the same as it used to be because you're not you're, you're getting like subscriptions from fucking Peacock because that's how you're 
That's how most people are. Nobody's really buying pay-per-views anymore. You're, if you're going to buy a fucking $40 pay-per-view, you might as well, or $50, whatever the fuck they charge now, you might as well just pay the $7 a month and subscribe to Peacock and you get all of them. You know, so for basically one, the price of one pay-per-view almost, or maybe two, you're getting all of them, which shit, sometimes they do two in a month at WWE, uh, especially with NXT. I mean, you're getting sometimes three a month in total. <laughs> in total. So I, mean, I know. WrestleMania might be a fight partner. Yeah, WrestleMania is fucking eight hours long. Fucking it's two nights. So. They're doing that tag on tag anyway. Because WrestleMania night two, part one, season four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking, that's exactly what it is. Attack on WrestleMania, that's the fucking, but I, I that's the clip right there, fucking, uh, I think that, well done, Frank. Yeah, Frank, good job, that was A+. Plus. Uh, I, I shit. All the way yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bet. Yeah, now you can just take a nap. I gotta, I gotta leave, leave behind Yeah, yeah. Honestly. smart. Um, so, uh, anyways, the, the whole point, the, the whole point of what I was, of, of getting at Wait, is yeah i don't know if if things have changed because of these the pay-per-view buy rates at least for wwe aren't i don't think they're necessarily calculated like they used to be because it's based on i don't know how they get paid if they even get paid anything because peacock paid them fucking whatever a billion dollars or whatever it was to have <coughs> the exclusive home of the streaming of wwe so yeah i don't know necessarily if Peacock actually pays them money for pay-per-views or if they're getting any cut of it because they already got paid a billion fucking dollars. Yeah. So I don't know the details of that deal. And that could be maybe where pay-per-views aren't necessarily what they used to be because that was the whole point of you you do TV for four weeks to build to your fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. And that's the payoff is you want to build the story and get people interested so that they will pay the $30 or whatever it is you're charging for the pay-per-view. And if things have changed in a manner in which that's no longer the way that things are done, then sure, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, I do still feel psychologically that you got you to pump up your champion and make him the fucking – he's got to be the most important fucking guy, you know, or he's got to be the – the fucking spotlight essentially you can't be undercutting them every chance you get and like you said it just makes me believe i don't i don't fucking believe that they believe in this guy um you know mjf on on the aew show mjf didn't actually wrestle in a match no um he had gotten his title stolen the week before his belt stolen so he came out and was fucking with bullet club gold and but that was obviously he wasn't wrestling in a match so that wasn't like they were showcasing him and even if they wanted to wrestle put him in a regular just ass a regular ass match for not the title like i said you could do that any fucking point of the show you don't have he doesn't have to close the show every night i do think in that instance adam copeland versus uh luchasaurus or whatever was probably the best way to end the show because adam copeland was your draw that was your main draw for this show to get people to come in as you were banking on them wanting to see him wrestle in AEW for the first time right which makes it uh, not as much of a draw as people believed. Yeah. If he couldn't get the people to watch AW and also the attendance, man. Yeah, man. I, I saw a video, like, half the fucking it was, was empty. Yeah, dude. it was bad. And you know what the fucking worst part is? Is, like, I was looking for when they come out here. Those AEW tickets, they're coming out here in November, and there's, those tickets are fucking expensive. And I'm like, shit, if we're going to pay that much money to go sit in an arena with that's like half fucking full, 
what's the fucking point? Like, I could I could sit at home and watch it for free. Like, I, I, if I could get the tickets for half the price, then cool. Like, I guess that'd be worth it. But like, why am I gonna want to go pay all this money to sit in a, a half empty fucking arena? Yeah. Like, but you're right. Adam Copeland didn't draw like they fucking thought he would apparently because no one to no nobody obviously tuned in. Now I don't know if that affected their if their their numbers went up from the week before or if they went down from the week before. I couldn't find anything about that because I just didn't really look that deep into it. But at the end of the day, it their mission was not accomplished. They didn't draw more than what fucking they wanted WWE. They they missed it by fucking about a third. Uh, about 33% they missed it by. So Yeah, they did fuck, man. I mean, for it being Tony Khan's birthday and Yeah. What a what a fucking poke to the ribs, man. Yeah, well, it's again, I think it just it just goes to unfortunately prove that even though you may put on a better fucking show and you may fucking have better talent, you may have better whatever, you're never ever ever going to fucking compete again with the WWE. Again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's hard to compete with, dude. Who? What's what? What is the legacy? The length of their legacy, dude. Is it like sixty years? The WWE? Because it. What was it called when it was part of like the Northeast region? It was just the WWF. Yeah, it was for it was the WWF. Yeah, the World Wide Wrestling Federation. And then when Vince McMahon Jr. Took it from his dad. It was W. It became. He changed it to just the World Wrestling Federation. Right. And then that yeah. was when right he he started WrestleMania and all that shit back in the eighties. So it's been what I think WrestleMania one was in nineteen eighty four maybe. I want to say something like that ish. Uh-huh. It was in the eighties, but but it, but it goes further than that. Right. It goes technically that legacy goes further than that to really probably even into the forties. I think is when. They started that. I think it was... What? Okay, so 85 was when WrestleMania 1 happened. Why why does that matter? Well, because I had said I thought it was 84. Well, that that was around the time when I think Vince... Wow, that that doesn't matter to me, though. The point point I'm trying to make is that the brand has been around... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That... How do you compete with your four or five year existence with... With years. With decades. Yeah. Decades of a legacy. Yeah, you can't. There's just... At this point, it's mainstream culture. Yeah. When you think of wrestling, you think of WWE. There's nothing else... I mean, for sure, for sure, like, AEW is for, like, the hardcore wrestling fans, the yeah. marks. Right, yeah. But you can't compete with that, dude. No, there's, there's no, there is no way that they are a legitimate competitor to the regular WWE. They're, they're honestly, at this point, they're really not even competing with fucking NXT that well. Yeah. So... I, I would be interested interested to see how this goes moving forward if the week-to-week ratings – they're not going to stay the same because the names aren't going to be there. You know, the fucking – the John Cena's and the fucking Paul Heyman's and the, and the fucking <clears> – the big names are not going to be there for NXT. So I don't think those numbers of almost that 960,000, that's not going to continue. There's no matter. They made their point. Right. Well, they made their point that we can impose our will at any fucking time and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Now now that they're tied to that total knockout, that merger that happened with uh, the UFC. Oh, yeah. It's even better. It's even bigger. Yeah. It's worse. It's it's much worse. Yeah. Because they're now 
a, a multi, well, they were already a multi-billion dollar corporation. They might be a trillion dollar corporation now. And the machine is, the WWE machine is now got another machine behind that machine. So there's literally no stopping it. And you're never going to, no matter how bad they fucking put out a product, no matter how bad it is, they're like the NFL. Even if fucking most of the teams suck dicks and like everything's going bad, people are still going to watch the NFL no matter what. Same thing with the WWE. People are still going to fucking watch it no matter how bad it may get. And nothing you can really do about it other than maybe try to carve out a small piece of that audience. And I think NXT will continue, or not NXT, AEW will continue to survive solely based on that the fact that they're catering to that hardcore wrestling fan that wants to see shit reminiscent of the Attitude Era, that wants to relive that again. Because when we were watching the Attitude Era, I mean, technically we were children. You know, we, we should not have been fucking watching the Attitude Era. But because of failed parenting, failed, yeah, failed parenting or whatever, we, we, we watched it. And so when we now have become adults, we want to see that we want to relive and see that same shit. That's what we want to see in our wrestling. I didn't I wasn't down for the PG era of fucking WWE. I mean, yeah, I watched in and out, but like couldn't really have given a shit because it wasn't catered to me. It was catered to two kids. And I'm not a kid. I'm a fucking grown-ass man, and I want to see some fucking blood, and I want to see some crazy shit, and I want to just see some good-ass good fucking wrestling. So I think AEW caters to that side of me, which is why I probably lean more towards liking them better. But who knows what, what WWE is going to do. Now I feel like everybody was talking saying, oh, well, they're definitely going to get more – uh, they're going to want to capture that 18 to 49 demographic. And I'm like, I don't think they give a shit about it because they've been doing it for the last 15 years, capturing the kid demographic, and they've been fucking winning. Well, they've been the only game in town, and they they got they won long enough to get fucking bought out or whatever by the, the UFC corporation, the one that owns them. So, you know, they won. And also, <laughs> AEW doesn't travel across yeah. the entire That's continental true. United States. It, I think they go to like the Midwest. It's, they don't make it all yeah. the way out to the West Coast. I think it's some kind of logistics thing. Yeah, maybe they might make less money if they come out here or something. Yeah, but that's not a problem for WWE. They do fucking shows in any city, anywhere. Right. Yeah, it's not a problem for them. No, because they they have the money to back it up. I mean, they that and they know that they're gonna go and they're gonna sell fucking tickets and then that they're gonna because that's what it's all about. If you're gonna go on the road, you need to sell enough tickets to fucking make enough money to be able to fucking turn a profit, right? That's what it is. Because otherwise, why would you even bother going out on the road at all? Um, there's a lot of different factors that work for the WWE because of their their TV deals that they have. So those things sort of pay for itself. If you have a low house draw you're making up for it at TV fucking money, essentially. So, you know, other smaller promotions that don't have TV deals, they don't have that. They got to they gotta sell based on, okay, when we go to these towns, we know that we need to sell a certain number of tickets or else this way ain't coming back because we're not going to be making this up money. There's no point in coming if we're going to lose money, you know? Yeah. So... I think if there's anything for AEW to benefit is... I think for sure one thing they gotta work on is like storytelling and character development. Yeah. The only person that I could say that I, I actively fucking watch to go from fucking heel to maybe a tweener. Yeah. Possibly face, I don't know if he is or not, is MJF. Like I I am invested in the 
Adam Cole and MJF. Yeah, storyline. Best storyline, story yeah. In addition to the Undisputed Era trying to win back Adam Cole and, you know, bringing them back to yeah, back into the fold. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just kind of like, I don't give a shit about anything else. Yeah, I mean... And also, God, motherfuck, dude. The number of titles that exist on fucking Dynamite... Yeah, man. They need to get rid of all the Ring of Honor shit and just keep it on Ring of Honor. Don't have anything... They need to take away the, uh, the Ring of Honor tag title from MJF. I know he just won it, but... Just, just no. <laughs> Do yeah. away with that. Maybe go back... Maybe take a chapter out of the WWE book and only have, like... Uh, let's say, like, four titles. You have... You have the main event title, yeah. you have the big card title, you have the tag titles, and then you have like a women's title. title, yeah. Well, when AEW, for the first few years, that's all they had. And I felt like that was a good fucking formula because those titles meant something. It's coveted. Like, yeah, you you like, man, you want to have it. And now that not only do you have they, have the, they have the TNT title, the TBS title, the international title, you got those extra three titles going in the mix. And guess what? Then you've got another three or four mid-card titles from fucking Ring of Honor that are also available. So now we've got like eight to 12 fucking actual titles in the picture here. And at the end of, at the end of it, you're just like, well, who gives a shit about any of these? It's also confusing. Like, right, yeah, that is true. For storylines, like, it has to be streamlined for the sake of having, you know, four titles. That right, yeah. It. That needs to be it so that... You can effectively tell stories. Everybody wants the championship. Yeah. But you need to find out the motivations, all that shit. You can't do that with like eight to twelve titles on a fucking show. Yeah, no, jamming everybody. Oh, we got to show the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yeah. We got to show the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. We got to show like. I think that's why their storytelling suffers is because they're so saturated with with shit championships. Yeah. Also, they have to show a lot of people too. Right, yeah. Well, that's why they that's why they expanded the whole fucking thing to the Saturday night show as well. Um, because they, they, they had too many fucking people that aren't getting time, and, well, fuck, we need to get them on TV, so let's fucking open up a whole other show and give people an opportunity. I get that. But, again, I, I think that Tony Khan buying fucking Ring of Honor, I don't know if it was – if the mistake was buying it or if the mistake is trying to fucking keep it going while you're – because you can't – I think you just got to scuttle it, man. I think, yeah, you buy it for the library and when you come out with your streaming service, which I'm sure is eventually going to be a thing that they're going to do, you have the whole tape library. that you, So anybody who wants to watch old Ring of Honor shit, you can come on and you can watch it and relive all of the Ring of Honor things that you, you did that can be an attractor to get people to come in and watch your – to download your streaming program or whatever your streaming app and pay the nine ninety nine a month or whatever yeah. the fuck you're charged. Um, but I don't think that you can have two fucking wrestling companies working quote unquote together that are also directly competing against each other. Like it doesn't fucking make sense. So one of them is going to suffer, and realistically, both of them are suffering because of it. I feel like, and it, if if they wanted to. Maybe something they could do is is make Ring of Honor like their because Ring of Honor was a very indie centric fucking kind of promotion. Make Ring of Honor like you're just your that's your house show fucking thing. That's your indie circuit. That's your you keep you keep it going and they're just doing house shows. And every once in a while you can throw uh, some of your main card guys on there. Don't do TV. <laughs> don't, do, don't do TV deals. Fucking keep it going where it's just on the road. They just go on the road and travel and they fucking go around and you take them and uh, you know. 
maybe have some of your some of your guys from AEW go on there once in a while so people will want to show up to your shows and go, oh man, anything can happen at these live fucking events. Anybody could just show up. Uh, maybe that's what you do with it. But I think that keeping it going, because they've done pay-per-views. Ring of Honor has continued to do pay-per-views. That's how all these fucking weird championships are getting fucking passed around. And some of them are even being defended on AEW, which again, like you said, is also confusing because now I'm like, well, why do I give a shit about the AEW or the why would I give a shit about the Ring of Honor tag titles when here we go, we're defending the Ring of Honor fucking tag titles? Like, who gives a shit about Ring of Honor? All this could have worked if it's. If it did something similar to, like, the Invasion Angle. Yeah. But, like, if you have the AEW, I mean, the Ring of Honor title defending on the AEW show, it needs to be a Ring of Honor wrestler trying to take it back to Ring of Honor. Right. right, yeah, but but see, once they one, then that's where they fucked up is they can't really do that now because when they combined everything, everybody's just on everything. Yeah. So it's like no one's AEW and no one's fucking Ring of Honor. Everyone just can be on any fucking show they want. And unless they, they tell it story wise that you know I came through Ring of Honor, sure. I respect this brand, and I want to bring prestige back to the title, and it's like I think. Yeah, then you just have that Ring of Honor person. Well, well you could, I'm sorry, I see. Yeah. What'd be cool is like, say, um, they do it like European soccer, mm-hmm. where AEW is the top dog, but a Ring of Honor wrestler takes their title, so Ring of Honor becomes the top show. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like you can get demoted and like. Yeah, because in, in European soccer, the lowest team can get it to the lower to the lower division. Yeah, you know what I mean. So then, the world title is now the Ring of Honor title instead of the AEW title, and then the AEW title becomes the mid the mid title. You know what I mean? Maybe, but then I don't know. I feel like that was still too confusing for fucking people. And then that well, it would if it was we're talking about the WWE audience, which yeah. is just kids. But these are hardcore freaking people that are watching wrestling for the sake of wrestling. I mean, that's true. I mean, AEW, when they instituted this whole fucking record, uh, like, system or whatever, where it's like, oh, for the whole year, your fucking, your win-loss record is is, is how you get, you know, I, I get what they were trying to do with that, but... Instead of it being, like, a, a hand-weaving reason why they end up in a, okay, in a title match. Right, yeah. Again, dude, fucking, um... Lucha Underground had the perfect system to promote someone to wrestle for the championship. Yeah. You had a, everybody had a wrestle to get a medallion, and then all the medallions, all the people who had medallions wrestled, to, to, they condensed the medallion to one final match, and then that person was the one going to fight the champion. Yeah. That would be sweet, but I don't know they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do it. Like, I don't know how they can do it in AEW, but like, when they introduced that to the uh, underground, I was like, oh my god, that's such a fucking great idea. Like the same thing when they introduced yeah. the trios match. I thought that shit was fucking. I thought it would be dumb, but they ran it fucking great. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like uh, the thing that Lucha Underground did with the belt, like of this. Which yeah, that was that was fucking cool. Which is sweet. Like it could be bands. Like it could be armbands. Like, yeah, yeah. You take the armbands of all nine challengers that all the contenders. You take them fucking all. It is like I am the undisputed fucking number one contender. I, I defeated. Yeah. I defeated all the other possible number one contenders. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? You can even milk it. Like you can even sometimes somebody wins. Uh, you know, if there's one person like if, that they're pushing right, yeah. and there's one feud that this guy is not beating, like you can milk that into like a three to five fucking pay per views. Like, you can make it by like what's the what are the main 
three pay-per-views for SmackDown for WWE. Uh, the main pay-per-views? Probably okay, WrestleMania. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble WrestleMania. SummerSlam, right? Well, yeah. Well, it's the four. It's, the, it's, Re- it's WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. There's like I don't think it, I don't think SummerSlam is really relevant either anymore. I think SummerSlam is more relevant than Survivor Series. Uh, maybe, but, but I think... But besides, my point is saying, like, let's just say, what, SummerSlam's like the middle of the year, right? Or uh, Survivor Series? No, Survivor Series is the last one of the year. It's in November. I thought WrestleMania was the last one of the year. Well, it's the beginning of the year. No, if we're talking about fiscal year or we're talking about fucking, like, wrestling actual year. calendar. Well, wrestling year, WrestleMania is the end. Yes, yeah, okay. WrestleMania okay, is yeah, the yeah. end. That's, that's what's, the the mid, end. what's the mid for the wrestling year? Probably Survivor Series, then, I guess, technically. So, I say, it's SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, from WrestleMania to SummerSlam is when you have all the storylines focusing on everybody getting their number one. This is going to be the head dance from Samurai. Uh, Samurai. 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 So basically have everybody focus on everybody getting the number one contendership and by SummerSlam have that be the uh, the end all. Okay, our true number one contender has been identified. And then Royal Rumble is where the people get their second chance at it. So at WrestleMania, we can do like that they did with Daniel Bryan's, Daniel Bryan's. Daniel Bryan, well, he had a wrestling for his chance to get into the main event. Right, yeah. So the winner of the Royal Rumble, who are the second day, has to wrestle on match in there, has to either uh, earn their way back into it, or we can take care of that in SummerSlam, or Survivor Series. Right, right. Have another pay-per-view where they can maybe try to run their way in. Yeah. But, again, it's all about finding out who the number one contender is. Instead yeah. of using the Intercontinental title as the parking ground. That also makes, like, feuds mean more. Yeah, because it's... Every few has a chance to lead to the championship. Yeah, and it, you know, where for like the WWE now, they'll have a few that will go on for like a few weeks. Yeah, and All that's done. it. Then it's over. Yeah, like I think back in the old days where, oh yeah, this feud is ended, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, around the corner, it happened again. Yeah, like Finn Balor with uh, Edge with like the Judgment Day. I don't know how long that went for, but. Honestly, it wasn't even that long because Edge, Edge came back. Well, yeah. Well, when and then when Edge came back for the, whatever the, the second time after he started the Judgment Day or whatever, he came back and then they he was literally back for like two months and then had a Hell in a Cell match, fucking for. So it's like, all right, yeah. you know, that's it. Oh, this this feud lasted fucking two months and but, then that's it. Or Matt, you know, I don't even think it was that long. But yeah, so I think. With that type of thing, where there's some thing that the top ten contenders have, yeah, whether it's like armbands or maybe it's a medallion or some shit. Oh man, the stakes are always raised. Like maybe you think, like, huh? like even give it more glory. Like when the you know wrestlers come out, it should, it should be part of their instead of them having that. You know, they say, oh, and coming out the U.S. champion. Oh, I say, or like have it be part of the title, like a. Oh, a title, not title in the sense of a belt title as in how you're pronounced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're not, you're not the U.S. champion, but you're a contender. Yeah. And make it, give it glory. Like, you earning that spot is something that you're going to carry for a while. Yeah, and for like, again, for feuds, I mean, maybe you hate somebody or whatever in the top ten mm-hmm. contenders or whatever. Yeah. And maybe the first two matches were just 
you're like, oh, we just got to sort this out with our fist or with, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever. And then the third match is like, all right, I'm willing to put my own fucking medallion or band on the line. Like, you raise the stakes with that thing. Or you can make yeah, to resolve, yeah, to resolve that. And also, it means you're getting the push to go to the top. Whoever comes out ahead is going to go higher up. Yeah, right. You can make it like, uh, like Call of Duty where you, in order to go up the race, you got to reach, you got to make prestige. Mm. So you, you earned your, okay, you earned yourself as a candidate for the number one contendership. So there's a bunch of other people. So you got to make yourself stand out more than the others mm. to get more prestige or So you would have, so the number one contenders will have to look out for matches to make themselves look better. Yeah. So they would have to instigate in, 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 something. Yeah. yeah. To like, yeah. See, there's the motivation, so they, yeah. they, and that would work great in the back in the backstage political aspects too. Yeah, that's true. For like backstage shit, like, oh, he randomly attacks somebody just to fucking provoke him so he can get a match with them or something. Yeah. Or what if what if a stable is created out of this where like amongst the ten people, three of them are like, we, we should be back together. Yeah. We should, yeah. Inst- we should instigate like feuds with it, and then we'll come and intervene. And then you can hold, you know, three of the medallions, and then right. all, and then we'll find out who is the best between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that would be fucking cool. Like I would love that. And I was like, having the whole political shit yeah. would be fucking great. And and and, uh, and it'd be kind of a cool thing if um, I don't I don't want it to go down like the Roman Reigns thing where you're like your champion is absent for like three to four months, but yeah. maybe it actually works out that way because you're trying to find out who's the number one you know, contender. You can have yeah. a champion. Like, hey, you know what? I really don't want to fight Roman Reigns. From, I don't want Roman Reigns to fight for my title. I should make this guy look good. Yeah. Like, you can't have the champion interfere. Yeah. Like, in the sense that he's trying to make other people... Like, he's trying to play... He's and also trying to play the game. champion not defending... See, that's the thing that makes it prestigious, too. Because, like, if you go to the UFC, all right, those guys that defend the titles maybe do it once or twice a year. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying it's got to be that few times that the guy defends it. But, I mean, if he's only defending it three or four times a year, every once a quarter then that makes it more prestigious and it's a draw for people to come watch the fucking match so make, oh shit the title's on the line yeah. you should make it so okay we would make it so you should make it so like Royal Rumble you get the right to face the champion at his leisure the champion decides when to go face you but if you win the the whole thing with the number one contender slot thing you get to Wrestlemania and you have all the you have like half the year to get ready for it yeah so like one of them is a guaranteed shot at WrestleMania, no matter who the champion is. Yeah. Where the other one is when the champion says he's ready to face you, he'll face you. But I don't know if that's right. Because uh, like in storyline, in, in kayfabe mode, the, why would the champion ever say, "Oh yeah, let's do it now"? No, he would just be like, "No, nah, fuck it." He has to face. He has to defend the title twice at WrestleMania. Mm, maybe. I also think that, and also that. Oh, sorry, but it also works out for wrestlers that get injured. Because they don't have to, they don't have to vacate the title because they don't have to defend it as often. Well, yeah, you'd have time to fucking heal up and whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we can make scenarios where oh, you were injured, so the the Royal Rumble champion couldn't challenge you, so you're gonna have two matches at WrestleMania for your return. Yeah, I mean that could that could work. I, I also think the number one contender is given more of a validity to them when. Let's say they're speaking to the champion, right? Whoever the fuck that might be. Yeah. And they're like, 
I've battled all these people, and you've been sitting on your like your throne for three to four months. Like the future is now, yeah. Man. The, the future is now, man. Like you really lace it, you really stick it to them. Yeah. Like, you, like that. That would that would also make you seem more badass. The chance, like you seem legit. Like you seem like a legit number one contender. You, you literally had a battle with everybody. Yeah. While the the, the, the you, the main, you had a battle with the cream of the crop while he watched. Yeah, while he watched, it's sad. Like, well, like you got soft, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like you could get away with the guy actually just not wrestling for fucking months on end. For those times, but we're not saying he doesn't wrestle. We're saying that's I was not. That's what I'm saying. Like he just wouldn't be on a lot, but but he'd be wrestling like and maybe again that works out. Yeah, you would just be doing the chat. He's seeing that these people. Are literally fighting each other. Yeah, well, and put them. Yeah, well, you could put them in fucking matches like tag team <laughs> matches or some bullshit. Like you could put them in bullshit ass matches. That's, like, that's how he interferes with the fucking the one contender in the spot. Oh yeah, you could put like the top four contenders in a tag team. Well, top three contenders and the champion in a tag in a tag team match mm-hmm. against each other, and then it's like. Well, whoever's partnered with him obviously fucking wants his title. So, like, are they going to help him? Is he going to help them? Is like, you well, know, no, you don't do this. Sh- I mean, no, <coughs> say there's a guy that has three of the medallions, mm-hmm. and he's going to go wrestle the guy that has five, and he doesn't. The champion doesn't want to fight the guy that has five, so he's going to interfere that match with the guy with five medallions loses down. He loses, so he has. So there's less of a chance that he's going to fight the guy he doesn't want to fight. Yeah, if you have a heel champion, then yeah, that's that's the way that would that would go down. I'm just saying, and if you have a proper champion. Uh, uh, chat, uh, face champion. Then uh-huh. he's the second the Royal Rumble guy wins. Goes, hey, we're doing it next week then. Like, and then that's how we just keep things going. Like, uh, what I'm trying to say here is, because uh, the number one pretender is going to be a, it's going to be growing so fighting to the end. So then, what do you got to do to get a title shot? You got to ha- you got to fucking beat all ten guys who are fucking. You have to hold all all the guys who are prestige uh-huh. have to be. Okay, remember, you have to make matches to gain you prestige. And once you reach, let's just say, the gold mark, out of the 10 spots, only five can make it to that gold mark. And then those five have to fight each other, with one of them um, getting the buy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that's a tournament style. That could be the fucking paper. You can bring back the other ring that way. That's true. And you can yeah. wait. I think it'd be cool if you could wager like, just the number of things that you have. Like, if you... If you're, oh, if you're, yeah, like, yeah. If you have... If like the scenario that Frank is saying, somebody has five and you have three, well, I'll put all three online. Yeah, yeah. And I like the WrestleMania board game. And you, yeah, yeah. You would at least put one. Like if you were, I don't know, the fucking the one that had the most. You're like, oh, I'm only gonna put one. Or no, let's fucking do let's let's do it all, baby. Like let's get all fucking ten on. Yeah, yeah. In this wager, like. You could do it that oh, way. Oh shit, you could do a fucking like you could do a match where all the people who have all ten, if it's let's say three guys have all ten, you can do a triple threat match triple threat and they get, you get all dude, the winner yeah. the winner gets all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that would be fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's the no, match, that's it. The that's where the person was chosen. Well yeah, that's where you could have like if you had a general manager or whatever your on screen fucking like administrator is. That's when they would come out when they're arguing about it and they say, No, 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 play it. Your Teddy Long comes in and goes, Oh no, no, play it. 
you guys want to fuck around and do not agree to stuff? Well, guess what? All of these are on the line. It's winner take all, player. Yeah. And then whoever loses next week is fighting the Undertaker next. You know. <laughs> yeah, there you go, dude. The, the Teddy Long special. Man. Yeah, man. It's fighting the Undertaker, the yeah. tag team match. <laughs> how will we? How will we pick the tag people that will be the candidates for the number one spot? You probably have to do it initially. You probably have to have a tournament. tournament. It's no, I don't think it has to be a tournament. It has to be like you do the AEW thing and you keep track of the records. Like, yeah, just, that, the records actually mean something. That's true, because then that... So, yeah, okay, so, so the people who weren't part of the 10 last year... So if you were part of the 10 last year, you can't be part of the 10 next year. And that's how you keep bringing new blood into it. Into the fucking championship race. You know what I'm saying? Well, for the main title. Yeah. And then you still obviously have your tag team title division, and you still have... Like, you're, you're, you still would have to have a mid card title. Say you're one of the candidates, and you win the Intercontinental title. That's yeah. for, you, you got two prestige points. Because it's the second main title, right? Yeah. So you went from zero to three, or two, whatever. And so by winning the title, you could win more prestige points by winning other titles. Oh, so then let's say you had a well. What if you had? So then you'd have it would have to be like you said, record based, and then that that gets you into a tier of certain points. But then like, see, that'd be a real slow burn though, because then well, remember this is supposed to last the entire year. Well, no, well that's so. Then you're saying it resets every year. Yes. So then the champion. If the champion still stands, then yeah, he's still champion. right. But then the rankings reset every year. Everybody resets except for the champion, obviously. right? So then, and then the ten people that got their spot, their chance in the light, are now have to be jobbers, or whatever, for the next guys. And then after that year, they can come back into it. I don't know if you could you could get away with that though, because if you had a you'd have to have a huge roster, you'd have to have fucking. Okay, but we're saying numbers, so we don't we're not finalizing anything. No, I know. I'm just saying like. You'd have because to have a large roster. Because I want to avoid the John Cena and the Roman Reigns situations where they're always the ones in the spotlight. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. But then, okay, that's that's cool, but then, like, you're giving people opportunities, but then, like, all right, got to keep your main draws, obviously, still yeah. relevant. Because if you're if you're not going to let – if they were in it – Again, that, that, again that, that's why it focuses you to make um, uh, storylines, to make better storylines for these guys – Hey, you fucked me over last year. I could have been a champion because you fucked me over. And that's their feud right there because they fucked each other over. Because of all the political games they're playing to make sure nobody got more medallions than them. So then in the year that those 10 guys... so Okay, so then once you get in, uh-huh. once you get into the top 10 or whatever... Whatever number... We, whatever number yeah, whatever the number is. Or you can have people like lose their spot. Like They were in the top 10, but now they have to okay, keep or, their spot. Or uh, how about this? You said the top can... ten. Because remember, I said it comes down to the top five. Then after that, yeah. Okay. So people... those yeah. top five, yeah, yeah, it'll be those top five that can no longer participate until the year after. So once you do, once you get into that's like the pay. So then that would be like the pay per view, <coughs> the one before WrestleMania, like the quarter before well, no, you do be the, the top halfway, five. This will be the halfway point. Oh, so the halfway point, you do the top five thing, yeah. and you're like, all right, that's when at the very <clears> latest at the halfway point is when the this number one contender needs to be put in bold. But we can have situations where it happens before, like we said. You know what? That's it. All of them are online right now. And it right. could be months. It could be like the first month in the, in the new year. You know? Yeah. What do you think about like having stipulation matches? Like, uh, what if what if like one of the five is like an expert at something? Uh-huh. Like submissions or whatever. So yeah. It's like an Iron Man submission match. It's like who can get the most submissions? In uh, fucking whatever in time 60 it is. minutes, yeah. right? Okay. Or, and there's one person that's good at extreme shit, like tables, ladders, chairs. Like, what do you think about having 
But just like, what do you think about that? Like having experts within. I think that's an interesting fucking topic or interesting take because then that would force whoever you know, is not good at submissions to learn to look to like oh if you oh, want to get up there cool. like yeah. if you want to be a good if you want to be the champion you, you gotta, gotta be well rounded you gotta beat this dickhead who fucking is an expert at submissions okay you might not be an expert in submissions but you gotta at least be decent enough to fucking try to beat him or to, to at least win if you lose a match you can still gain prestige what do you mean like if you lose I don't think that I don't know if that works uh, what is that so say you're in a submission match like that, he uh, doesn't have, he's not a good submissioner, but he manages, in the short amount of time he has to train up, he brings up that skill. I don't think you can give him the point, as in the medallion, but it increases his, it can increase his rank by one. This is, I'm not that top five, this is the top ten thing. Uh-huh. When you're the top ten contenders. Because uh-huh. remember, everybody's fighting the game right now to gain enough prestige to be in the top five. Yeah. Prestige is just the number. Uh-huh. So to say, you can still gain. Sure, the check guy who won got twenty five points, but you can still get a two or three. Yeah, yeah. If you lose, right? Okay. Because you, yeah, you prove that you can still. Oh, so then you're saying even if you fucking lose, but you fucking busted your ass and you did a good thing, like whoever's in charge could like say, "Oh, we're still gonna, we're not gonna give you the full medallion, obviously, but like, oh, we're gonna instead of well, no, medallions be the top five. You get right, into right. the top five. The top right, ten right. need to earn enough points to get into those top five. So, so you'd be like, five. you know, if you're in the bottom, you know, bottom ten, you're within six six to ten, yeah. those people, that if you wrestled somebody that was in the top five that's an expert at submissions, right? If you didn't win, own in the submission but you, you moved up, like, the ladder. You went from, like, eight to six because yeah. you're just outside the five. Yeah. I, that could work too. I mean, that could be another thing that's like, it's it's like it's like in the UFC when they did what's that fucking show that they did where they got people like uh, no, it's like it was like they it was like they had two teams and it was like a reality show, but like, or like they're talking yeah, about kind of. And then there was like you would fight on a pay per view, like the two guys who were the yeah. last two standing would fight on a pay per view yeah. for the contract. Yeah. And then there was like two dudes that they fucking they beat each other's ass. They did such a great performance that like Dana White literally offered both of them a contract at the end, even though the one guy won because they beat their ass for fucking fifteen minutes yeah. and went to a decision. But it was a hell of a fight, and so he ordered both of them. So it'd be kind of like that, where it's like, oh, you were not as good, you lost, but we're still going to give you the points. And this guy obviously still keeps his spot in the fucking top five or whatever. Like, that'd be cool, like, at the end of the match. <clears throat> it's just, like, the match is over, the guy wins, and they just look at the double time, and it shows them what their percentage ran up. Yeah, or uh, even, I think, would also be cool. See, I lost it. <laughs> Damn. Well, what I think we need to do is we need to fucking like, we need to fucking start a wrestling <laughs> a wrestling. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be fucking sweet yeah. shit if we could put on a fucking show. Just to apply this concept. Like, yeah, like just we to, don't have everything figured out. No, there, there is things. There's there things there that are fucking gold. Yeah, that we're, we're just really talking shit right now. So this shit's not flipped. <clears throat> no, of course. Yeah, we're just talking shit. Well, I mean, that's kind of how shit gets started with us, right? We just sit here and talk shit about it, and then it somehow manifests into something. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would be a fucking interesting thing to like. Maybe at like our our uh, God Adam. What if that's how we fucking do it with uh, a, a a rock con- a, a concert and a wrestling show at the same like a combo? Like we got to we got to find like uh, we'd have to get some fucking people really, to wrestle, obviously, really but like local talent. Yeah, yeah, we would have to, but like man, yeah. that would be cool yeah, as yeah, shit. With the it. Theme songs. Yeah, that's the the bands play. Uh, one band could play all the live theme songs. That'd be oh, fucking yeah. sweet. Uh, <clears throat> but. Yeah, man. I don't know. That'd be fucking cool as shit. But yeah, no. I do. I think this is a good concept that I think. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. A, I might actually like make a spreadsheet. <laughs> you no, know, I'm gonna spreadsheet. I might actually go back and listen to this podcast on my own because this. 
This is pretty good. Yeah, there's some fucking good points here that could be made. You yeah, know? there's yeah, some good points yeah. have been made. And good things have been brought up. Yeah. I'm saying like with this point system, like you don't make the other belts irrelevant. You yeah. Make part of not only yeah. are they still having more prestige, but you make them part of the main storyline. Yeah. Well, because... it makes them still coveted because yeah, it gives you something out of it. And you then know? you can debate like, is the intercontinental? Oh yeah. Like, does it have the same weight as, like, as somebody like, holding three or four balls, or maybe? Seven or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, or yeah. What about, the arch? What about the so, guy who holds all of them and the intercontinental? Is he equal to the champion at that point? Yeah, like you can have all those kinds of debates about, yeah. like, you know, this, yeah. guy's, this guy's a shit. He's, he's a fucking a warrior, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, that's true. All right. Uh, so I know we kind of detracted from, uh, <laughs> like, the WWE. I mean, to be honest, this whole conversation was probably more interesting than NXT was. Oh, that's true. It's true. I, I definitely can agree with that. Yeah, I hate stuff on a bit, but I think it's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And and you didn't even have to remove any ribs to fucking be able to do that. So. <laughs> uh, the only thing I wanted to add. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's one of the things. Uh, maybe if I think of the other thing. But I did think it was cool to have. I know it was just name dropping, but it was cool to see more than one person from the main roster on NXT. <laughs> So that there is some kind of cohesion between two brands. Like, yeah. They're not just isolated from one another. Like, right, right. It, it is a bit of a one-way relationship that whoever becomes NXT champion will likely move on to the main, the, the main roster, roster yeah. of WWE, right? Yeah, yeah. But it is cool to see the main roster come back down and be uh, giving advice yeah. or... or um, being at the corner for some people, or yeah. even being involved in some of the matches, like it, it feel, it felt like a bigger world in that way. It's yeah. like it's like having Young Justice, like the DC television show. Yeah. You have the Teen Titans or whatever, and then you have like the actual Justice League come in, and you're like, oh man, this is wicked. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah. It was supposed to be that, in my opinion, but it didn't have that because it was just, it just felt like a name drop. Yeah, it wasn't. <sighs> It wasn't relevant in the storylines, I guess. It was just they're just throwing in names, like that's all it is. And if and maybe that's not maybe we're not being fair because maybe in the grand scheme, week to week, who knows? Maybe this will continue. Maybe they will continue having these names there and make them actually a part of the storyline instead of just being this one time kind of name drop. I felt like they were kind of trying to do that with 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 the dog. Brown Breaker, the dog and me. Okay, I do not believe for a second. I'm sorry. Like, I am not convinced that Paul Heyman would take on Braun Breaker in the future. I just don't. I don't no, see neither, it. neither, neither do I. I don't see it at all either. But that's how they pitch That's what they're playing it as. And so uh, maybe what there's go where they're going is Braun Breaker is going to lose whatever the ultimate confrontation is going to be. Because Paul Heyman has a history of obviously whoever fucking doesn't win. Uh, he poo-poos him and he fucking gets rid of him. And then that's how Braun Breaker goes face. Maybe, maybe that's their plan. I don't fucking know. But I don't think they're gonna have a long term long term storytelling. I think it was just a gimmick. Yeah, that's they felt gimmicky. That's what it is. That's the best way to put it. It was very gimmicky. I don't think, I don't think this is gonna I think this was just a one time deal. I'm yeah, gonna, I don't think yeah. there's a long term future for this. I don't think No, I I am sure in reality there probably isn't, but that's what they portrayed it to be. And that's what pisses me off. Is your you're getting me sort of into a storyline, but then it's like, I you you have no likely no intention of continuing this in the future. And it is cool to hit for him to. Paul Heyman is that guy where he just knows everybody, and yeah, he can weave himself into a story because he knew their father or some relative. Yeah. 
it, like that that is cool. Like it is. I, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but I think it was last year's WrestleMania or something. But I saw a prom- promo with him, and he was talking about Roman Reigns. And it's probably one of the best speeches. I, I think it was. It had a really great line at the end where he was talking about like, "Oh, this is one time he ran into Dusty Rhodes, and he told, like he asked him for advice, and he told him, if you're gonna do something, ask yourself one thing." Is this where the money is? Is this is what you know? Basically, the advice we're trying to give him. And he just says, "And so I, so what I'll tell you to answer your, your question, whatever her name was Renee or whatever." He goes, "Roman Reigns, that's what the money is." Mm-hmm. And he just fucking walks off like, like that was a fucking great pro- line. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, he's using his influences based off of like, because that motherfucker's been in, has his fingers in all rest, had his fingers in all wrestling entertainment. Yeah, and. When they were building up, because I wasn't sure about Cody Rhodes being in the main event because he had just come back from his torn pectoral yeah, muscle, right? Right. But Paul Heyman sold uh, a promo between him and Cody Rhodes about how he knew his father and he knew the uh, what is the the family that uh, the Rock belongs to? Yeah, I can't remember the name. What's called the Rock family? Yeah, yeah. All right. But he knows the Samoan he, family. Yeah, yeah. But he knows both of them to great lengths. Yeah. And I think so I, he I can't remember that he used that in his promo. Yeah, he used, he's using like legacy and histories like both yeah. prestigious families in wrestling. And because it's him, it yeah. gives it uh, credibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean uh, to be dumb. Uh you ever see Kung Fu Panda? The the animated movie yes. with uh, yeah, Jack Black is the Bandit, yeah. Yes. It was off, you know, it's a, it's a funny movie and all that stuff, yeah. but doesn't the fact that ha- that they have actual, Jackie Chan is actually the monkey, doesn't that kind of give it legitimacy? In what way? In the sense that it's like a Kung Fu... As well, because he's the master, right? Like, no, he's, he's the monkey master? The monkey. No, no. Oh. Dustin Hoffman is the master. Oh. With the, uh, the panda. I don't think it, I don't think that And in the second movie, literally every martial artist in that movie is played by an actual martial artist. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they're uh, voiced by a martial artist. Joe Goddamn, uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember the names, but a shit ton of martial artists were in it. Uh, Jet Li? So, was in it, yeah. He was the croc, uh, no, John Clive's dad was a croc guy, and he's the croc guy to do the splits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, it, I mean, as I say, like, like, uh, again, I would say Jackie Chan just swag into, uh, just, um, the Karate Kid. You know, Miyagi was great and all, but he wasn't an actual martial artist. But when the second one with Jackie Chan, it gave then they kind of gave that ability with him actually being a martial arts expert. Yeah. Uh, I mean, say what you want about the movie. I know Josh hated it, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> he actually loved it. So, <laughs> so I I just I just want to say real quick before you lose that the thing I loved about fucking the Karate Kid the reboot or whatever was they kept the jerking off fucking reference. So instead of instead of wax on, wax off, it was jacket on, jacket off. Oh. Fucking, I, the, the greatest fucking line. I mean, fucking genius. The guys who wrote that, I fuck top notch. Top fucking notch. Yeah. All right. Think about like the, uh, like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, of course. Like the, the B1 Lancer. Yeah. What's the B1? Spell that out. What's it spelled? The bone. Yeah, right. And then what, every year, you know, the it's the B1A, the b one B, the B one C because they'll keep modifying yeah. it better. The B one D, the B one E, the B one R. Yeah, exactly. 
for yeah, that. The boner. Yeah. Boner, yeah. yeah. Like, they knew what they were fucking doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so get, getting back to the Paul Heyman thing. Right, yeah, oh, yeah, this is the rest of the podcast. Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing about that promo is that he tied years of history. Not only of the time that he spent with each family. But yeah. But wrestling itself, like the fact that Cody, or rather Paul Heyman, employed Dusty Rhodes in ECW. Yeah, right. So he could feed his family. Yeah. Or even that Paul Heyman, at a young age, was brought in with the the uh, the Rock's family. I, I don't remember their like their yeah. actual last name, but it's you know at this point it's like anybody that's in that family comes to the WWE. Yeah. But. Uh, the line, I, I can't remember the line that he said word for word, but it was something to the effect that he's like, the last thing your father told me was that you were his favorite son, but Roman Reigns is the one he always wanted. Yeah, that's what And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. You managed to, t- like, salvage what probably wasn't... Like, you sold Cody Rhodes being in the main event. Right, yeah. And that that was that was with just great. with just the one line. Well, it was the whole fucking right, but like that one line, line it was the whole sold, monologue. Yeah. yeah, but that one line, the the finishing line sold the whole fucking monologue. Yeah. That was the apex of what he was getting at. Yeah, was I know everything about your whole family and your history. I've been involved with it the entire on time both sides. on both sides of this, and I know that yes, you were fucking your father's favorite son. But Roman Reigns is the guy he always wanted. And, like, that's, that, yep, there it is. That's. And it doesn't feel like that with Braun Breaker. Yeah, no. The, it, Braun, again, yes, Braun Breaker is from, and, and that's the other thing about wrestling, is nepotism is heavy, obviously, in wrestling, right? That's, yeah. like, a big, a big thing. Second, third, fourth, fifth generation fucking wrestlers. That's a, a, a fucking staple of professional wrestling is the, the fami- yeah, the familial dynasties that exist within this and and not and it doesn't even have to be a quote unquote dynasty, but even most people who get into wrestling, a lot of them are for somebody's kid or somebody's son or something, you know, whatever. So there's that aspect of it. And I just don't buy the like the Braun Breaker thing. I don't buy that he's fucking down for that. I, I just don't think it's not it doesn't fit with the Paul Heyman MO. Because the money is not with Braun Breaker as as as, as Frank says, where the money's at, it ain't with that guy. At least not right now anyway. Yeah. But um, maybe one day it will be. But I just I mean I don't thought the money would go Roman Reigns if Paul Heyman <laughs> Well no, I, and, and that is true. Listen, I was very against Roman Reigns back in the day, uh, but once they let him kind of not be that fucking shield character anymore. Yeah, the, the little, little cut loose. Yeah, I feel like that's when he really started to shine is and come into his own is when he could he could basically be himself as a character. And that was the best thing they ever could have done with him. And honestly, like I enjoy the Roman Reigns stuff. Like I've enjoyed it for yes, he's been champion for fucking three years or whatever how long it's been. Yeah. Um and they've managed to make it so that I'm not chanting same old shit when I see that. Like we did with John Cena, or we did with fucking Lesnar, or we did with ain't name any one of the other champions that they've had that they let go for a fairly long time, and we just go, ah, this is the same shit we've seen for fucking years. Yeah. At least this was presented and given in a different way. You know what I'm saying? They didn't again. They didn't force it down our throats. Yeah. Like they did with with Cena. And again, I don't got any hate for Cena. I mean, I you know i think he's a good dude i've never met him but i mean like i think he's a good he's a pretty good wrestler and he can talk a little bit on the mic and you know he's, he's, talk a little bit on the mic. he's one of the better ones. that's what i'm saying he gets the job done you know um so i don't i don't hate that or dislike it but 
you know, it, it did get stale for a while. Yeah. And, you know, same thing with, and I think that's important that some of these guys need to just go away for a minute and just be. That's why the whole thing about they can't compete again for another year. Right. That's, that's, so that, that kind of makes it where, yeah, we fucking, but then, okay, then how do you get into uh, rematches for the title? If you lose the title, you should be entitled to at least. You get, you get a rematch, yeah. You get one rematch for the title. Yeah. Oh, because then that's how also we can keep it going with like a couple, two or three title defenses through the year with well, the champion. The other people still matter because they need to build up their record to be qualified for next year. Or, well, or, or like if they end up losing both matches, like their rematch, they lose the title, they also lose their rematch, is that they face the number one contender and whoever wins Man, the they best could, of the three series. They could steal the number one contender spot and then get another title shot. Because it's not fair for them to start from the ground. Bottom, that is yeah. fucking, that's a grind. Yeah. What if in the, okay, what if in the beginning, because you know how we don't have these like pillars or these experts, right, that are in, and, and maybe they're not the top five, these people who are the experts. Maybe over time we build them up as a separate entity where it's like a pillar of the company basically where this guy was the champion and now he's fallen from grace he's working his way back to the top but it's like oh if you want to fucking go against him then you'll get if you beat the guy who was a former champion like oh you get extra points but if he beats you and you're in the top 10 oh he can take your spot right away and then he can that's how the champion will get back in oh that would be cool to have yeah to put he doesn't have to face Everybody just the contenders. Right, yeah. Like he doesn't have to go he doesn't have to face regular jack offs. It's just the top ten people he would have to face, but like, oh, he could just take your spot. But if you beat him, oh man, you get fucking like you get pumped up or whatever somehow. Yeah. Like so I don't know exactly how that would work, but for them to to wrestle him. Or uh what were you saying about like a four like if you have an the pillars like yeah remember we were talking yeah. about oh you like you you brought it up about oh you have a guy who's a submission expert you have yeah, a guy that, who's that, a table expert what if you make them a stable that's what i'm saying like and then if you that is another avenue in which you could potentially get to like if you were a champion all right uh you were a champion one time you go through this route you're going to be a better all-around wrestler and if you can yeah. go four and oh against all these guys then you go right back to being the number one, or rather, you face the number one. Right. Yeah. For the for the number one. And you can make it like a triple threat match. If there's yeah. People feuding that are like each of them are right. number one contenders. Then you throw that fucking guy in the mix. Yeah. Because he could say like, "Hey, I beat these fuckers. These are ex champions." Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe your guy who's like the intercontinental champion is like, "Hey, man, what about me, bitch? I need to be involved in this somehow." And then, oh, and then you make it for something. I don't know. You make it for the number one contendership and maybe the Intercontinental title's on the line, too, as well, or whatever we would call it, whatever the mid-card title would be. Yeah. Um, and then that makes it, that elevates it, because if you're if we're only having four, three to four title defenses a year for the World Heavyweight, whatever the world title is, then essentially your mid-card title would be defended more often, I guess, or whatever, to make up the difference with your tag titles and all that stuff. So, man, there's this very interesting concepts that came out of this fucking this podcast. That's yeah, for sure. I'm glad it came out organically. Yeah, that's true. It did. Um, the other thing, the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about very quickly is the the loss of the super kick and all its meaning. Man, I don't. I don't think it is quite it, as cool. It, it happens all. Remember, the DDT was the, the end all move, and now it's just a common move. 
it's uh, it's unfortunately in the beast the beast of yeah. the nature of the beast. One thing that they will never be able to take away is the difference between the just your regular super kick versus versus <laughs> the sweet chin music. Yeah, no, no, because that is still a finisher. Yes, but. Shawn Michaels would also, at that time, he would also, if he could hit that super kick out of nowhere and you were dead, like, didn't matter. He didn't have to do the whole winding up the band and doing all that bullshit. He could just <laughs> randomly hit it in the middle of a fucking moveset and, oh, man, you're dead. That's it. It's over. Yeah, um, right. But it, then once everybody started doing it, it gave him doing it less meaning, made it less impactful. I don't I think. Know, I never had it. I never had a moment in the Shawn Michaels match where I didn't think the Super Kick was effective. Because I know it's Shawn Michaels. I, I've always been able to distinguish it when, say, uh, like, uh, let's say, people start doing the cutter and start doing the cutter. Yeah. Normal. Yeah, yeah. But when that down space does it, when Randy Orton does it, you it's going to be a different story. You know what's one of the things that I love about fucking wrestling mm-hmm. is. We are sitting here talking about right, the, like a move. It's, the move is the move, but it doesn't. It, what matters and what gives it the weight is who does the move. Yeah. That's what makes it devastating. Even though they do it the same exact way that let's say someone else would. Oh no no. Josh, you do, you do know wrestling's fake. Right? I know, but I'm just saying that's what that's what I love about yeah. That's what I love about wrestling though. It's just like we don't care that that doesn't make sense. Most people would look at that and go, "Well, this this doesn't make sense. I don't understand." But no, we're just like, oh no no no. When when fucking Randy Orton does an RKO, it that's fucking that's you're dead. But if some other asshole does a cutter, well, you're, you're fine. You can kick out of that. That's not a big deal. Or if, literally everybody does a suplex. But if Goldberg does it, and then Goldberg, um, yeah, Goldberg does it. You're dead. Yeah. Or the German suplex. You know, if Brock Lesnar gives you 18 of them, you're dead. You know? day, yeah. I personally believe Ryan gave the best spear. Oh yeah, I think that's true. I agree well, with that. Yeah, well, I guess or, it's yeah. the whore, but to, I from the whore. The only one like edges edges looked prettier because he was pretty, but it wasn't it wasn't better yeah, delivered. It wasn't. It just looked pretty. It wasn't that. It was the fact that he was able to hit the spear because his jump, like the gore, the jump was like there wasn't a jump. It was he was literally bulldozing right, right through and, you. and that's why it seemed and, devastating. But with Edge, he's jumping into it. Right. And he's like, yeah, the he's like flying and through the air. The person sells it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Half right, yeah, head. obviously, yeah. Like, like they just got fucking hit by a semi-truck. But Rhinos is like, oh, man, if I got hit with that, I would be fucked up for days. Yeah. Whereas if Edge did it, I'd probably be all right, you know? And between, like, Tajiri and fucking Brian Danielson doing the kicks, man. Like, oh, yeah. He was Tajiri for me. Oh, for sure. That was, that was, those were the most devastating yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Brian, wait, Brian, da- Jesus Christ. Brian yeah, Brian, Daniel, fucking, that's so confusing. But yeah, the, him doing it is still cool to watch, but it's. I think what I'm ultimately getting at is that if your finisher, if you have to tell people, this is my finisher, you can't kick out of this, can't no sell it, like, yeah. you gotta stick to that. And that, that has to be explicit in the storytelling yeah too. and i think well, that's something that's lost kind of today can you all agree though that the greatest finisher of all time was the cobra the cobra clutch or no the santino morello when he with the snake yeah. on the sock Fuck no it was it's the razor's edge dude it's the razor edge 
the razor's edge. Yeah. That, that, it's the one. It's the it's the one Razor Ramon did where he picks you. He does like a power bomb, but then he's holding you like like you're like crucified, yeah, yeah, crucified spread, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he just fucking slams your ass down. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, the, ra- the razor's edge is my favorite. Dude. It's fucking aesthetic for, as fuck. Yeah, that it looks man. good. It does. Looks I good. wish it would have been a fucking a finisher, but it's just a regular move. It's like a spin kick. Like when you spin into a kick. Uh-huh. But I've seen other wrestlers do it as just a setup. But it's never been a finisher. But in reality, a super uh, a spinning kick should be more devastating than, than a standing kick. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. like a tornado yeah, kick or something yeah, like yeah, that. You just spin yourself and maybe you do it into like, like a, an actual kick, like a Pele kick. Oh, yeah. like that. I'm going to call it a martial arts kick because there's no martial arts to actually train to do a spinning kick like that. Yeah. But uh, what they call it Hollywood food. Spinning yeah. kick. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is legit. Man, I, and that's something that I like. I was gonna say, I think it's kind of lost nowadays. Is the the agreement that a finisher kills you? Like, if you're gonna use this finisher, then you're dead. Now we've got so many. Now it's the popular thing to do is these false finishes, and everybody hits their finisher three or four fucking times, and then well, it's not a no, finisher. No, you got to hit it three or four fucking times. That's just because it works for WrestleMania. Like, I don't even say it worked for. That's how fucking Lesnar defeated Taker was to give him a hundred F fives. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it did work because it gave him a concussion. <laughs> I don't know, but dude, he outside him so far, so hard he broke kayfabe. Remember, you, you remember when Brock Lesnar did? I think I don't. know, I think it was like thirty German suplexes to John Cena for yeah. like SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the whole match. John Cena didn't even wrestle. <laughs> yeah, he just got su- great, he just got dude. German suplex for fucking fifteen that was minutes. Fucking great man. Yeah, that was that was cool. Three amigos, my ass, dude. Oh uh, yeah, no, thirty Germans. That's that's where it's at, man. That's that's where the devastation is. Yeah, I know you two would love thirty Germans. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, so anyways, I, yeah, the main people that I've seen do it, I think, are the Bucks, the Young Bucks. Oh yeah, the Usos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the super kick. Super kick. I mean, I did, it doesn't do it for me. The, I don't, the Young Bucks literally have. Is it really their finisher though? Well, yeah, it's a super kick party. That's literally what like, what it is. It's like everyone's doing super Kenny kicks. Like, Omega does oh yeah, it. yeah, everybody does it. Everybody does. Everybody it. fucking does it, man. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We gotta. I think we have to go back to making things meaningful, meaningful. And I, I want to see a new finisher, man. Like it's kind of hard to with new finishers that don't hurt somebody. That's true. But like Razor, the Razor's Edge, I would love to see somebody use that. Okay, I think you but could. Doesn't the last fight kind of do that too, where he just holds him up for a few seconds? No, you're higher. You grab him by the by the tight. Yeah, yeah, but he holds him up there for a good second too. Back him in his prime. Yeah, but it's that's not that's still different a little. I mean, at the end of the day, they're both just fucking power bombs basically that are just done differently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The Razor's Edge one just. You think they really don't ever allow anybody else besides Keener Taker to do the Tombstone? Or the fucking, uh, what's that one move? Eventually, that, yeah. That got Tyson Kidd in a wheelchair. Oh, uh. No, it was, uh. The, the GT, wasn't it the. Didn't they do the, the CDM Punk move? Yeah. That wasn't the GTS? Yeah, Isn't that what the move was? That they like used? Ha- was it a. What do you call it? Like, you have. You have the person, like, kind of tucked into a ball and they're upside down and they're on your shoulder. Oh, the. the um, yeah, the no, yeah, the. Oh, there's a. It's a Steiner. Is, oh, is it a Steiner move? Muscle Buster is what, what Samoa Joe calls it, but I think it's, I don't know, there's, a, there's I think Scott Steiner did that, or one of the Steiners did that. But yeah, I think the Muscle Buster is what, that's what Samoa Joe calls it, so I don't know if that's what the actual real name of the move is, but yeah, that's, that's fucked up, man. 
that dude was a good wrestler. He had, he had good potential, and then had it ended. Yes. Uh, all right. Anyways, all right. I, think, we, I think we're done. Yeah, it's the, the muscle buster. Muscle buster, yeah. Because it was Samoa Joe that did it. Yeah, I think, that's, I think we're reaching the end of the podcast here. Well, anyways, that was some good times, um, you know, Maybe uh, maybe in the, in the future is potentially uh, putting on a wrestling show for us. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's the goal we should add to the list, you know, to, to fucking do. Just, well, just to say we did one. Just to put on one. I'm know, sure we could. One together, but if, if there was a wrestling company that wanted to pay us to come up with their. Oh, sure. Shit, that would, I would be way more. I, I would love to be in the writing team. Man, you know what? Maybe we should, maybe I should start reaching out to fucking uh, smaller people that put on shows around here and see if there's anybody. Hey, Tony Khan. What? Who's it? And boys are. Before we turn ourselves into a lawsuit. What do you mean turn ourselves into a lawsuit? I We're already in several lawsuits. I know, we don't need more. Anyways, all right, well, um, if you want to do anything with us other than sue us, uh, follow us at Game Rage Magazine on Instagram and TikTok, and follow us on Twitter at Game Rage Mag, or X, or whatever it's called. You can Yeah, don't forget to do that. And also, if you, uh, you know... I don't know, if you're an independent wrestling company and you want us to do some writing for you, uh, DM us. We'll fucking help you out. We'll, fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you how to do shit. All right? Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. I didn't say we'll teach you how to do good shit. I just said we'll teach you how to do shit. All right? That's all, that's all we're going to promise. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. That was another wonderful, amazing, powerful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, the natural lad, Jet Swag. If there's one podcast, one show you should be listening to, that you should be absolutely grateful for, it's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should, then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love. And show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag. Jet Swag.